Early in the morning, while it was still dark, a woman slipped quietly, unnoticed to the tomb. Filled with overflowing grief, more than her body and soul could contain, she went to that place where she could weep, where she could pour out her broken heart and be as close to the body of Jesus as she could get. She loved Jesus in a way that was different from his mother or his disciples, with a love that was unsurpassed on the earth. That love had drawn Mary to the tomb even while others slept. Mary. Oh, to know that Mary, to know her love and devotion, to experience her transformation from fullest grief into fullest joy. Who is Mary? Who is the Magdalene? Across the centuries, people have invented stories and caricatures to express their devotion or sometimes to influence the devotions of others. Mary has, at times, become an embodiment of sin and shame and repentant love, but at others, she has become the apostle to the apostles, a feminist icon for the patriarchal church. Perhaps so many stories have been told about Mary because the gospel text actually says so little. Except for the briefest of mentions by Luke, Mary Magdalene only appears at the very end of the four gospel accounts and always at the cross and at the tomb. There, her devotion captures our admiration and our imagination. Each of the four gospel accounts tells the story of Easter a little differently, but all of them include the faithful love of Mary. We know, therefore, that we cannot tell the story of Jesus' resurrection without telling of Mary's love. Her love and faith, her tears and joy are our own path to discover that the stone is rolled away, to see the angels dressed in white, and to hear the risen Lord speak our name. I don't know what particular challenges you bring with you to the tomb this morning. I don't know what brokenness, what struggle, what disappointment, what anxiety you're carrying, but I do know that together we're carrying a lot. We're tired of sickness. We're tired of death. We're tired of being isolated from the people we love. We're tired of feeling alone in the world. We've had enough rancor and racism. We're exhausted from doing our part, from doing our very best, and then seeing that it hardly makes a difference. We're so sick and tired of being sick and tired that we've begun to believe things might not get any better. We've started to lose our hope. 
we've begun to feel like one more setback, one more disappointment, and we'll have nothing left to do but fall down in a heap and cry, just like Mary did. And that's when Jesus came and found her. That's when the good news of salvation, of being rescued from all that is broken in our lives, appeared to Mary and spoke her name. Mary, Jesus said to her. Rabuni, she said back. She didn't find him. He found her. She didn't make the miracle of Easter happen. She didn't create hope out of hopelessness or faith out of despair. Faith itself came and found her. Hope itself appeared when she needed it most. And when it did, her brokenness fell away. In an instant, all her burdens were lifted. In that moment, she was remade. God is not waiting on us to figure it out. God isn't asking us to get our act together. God hasn't built a wall, a fence around the empty tomb so that only those who have studied the scriptures are allowed to see it. There is no entrance exam. There are no admission requirements. The risen Jesus is not hiding from us, waiting for us to attain some level of holiness before revealing himself to us. No, the risen Lord is here, standing outside the tomb, searching for us. God does not bestow God's blessings upon those who deserve it. Those people who always say nice things, even when they're angry whose children always behave in public places, who always seem to look perfectly calm even when the world is falling apart around them. No, the good news of Easter is that God blows right past all those people, whoever they are, in order to find you and me and all the other people who are just doing our best to make it through another day. We are the ones Christ seeks out this morning. We are the ones he comes to find. We are the ones whose name he speaks. And all we are asked to do is have faith enough to listen. Sometimes the thing that stands most in the way of us receiving the good news of Easter, of hearing Jesus speak our name, is the church itself. And by that, I don't mean the crucified, resurrected body of Christ that we are. I mean that church that makes us feel like we had better get our act together before we get a seat at the table. On this Sunday of all Sundays, we pretend that what it takes to see the risen Christ is our very best. Perfect outfit, perfect hair, perfect family, perfect faith. But that version of ourselves belongs on Instagram, not in church. Here, we're allowed to leave that part of ourselves behind. Easter isn't about presenting our best selves so that we might find Jesus. It's about bringing our real selves in order that Jesus might find us. It's about showing up at the tomb, just like Mary did. You're already here. 
Whether you're sitting in church or the parish hall or watching online, you're here. You've already come to the tomb. I don't know what it is that you expected to find when you got here, but the good news of Easter that we proclaim this day is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you came in search of, and it doesn't matter what state or condition you are in. You're here, and so is the risen Christ. On this Easter day, he was raised from the dead in order that he might come and find you. And simply because you're here, he already has.